Hello and welcome, kind listeners. Thanks for tuning into our show. I'm your Michael Jordan-loving elderly host, Jay Lassiter. And I'm your LeBron James-loving youngster host, Mac Vaughn. And when our powers combine, we are... Generationally Generationally Speaking, your audio bridge over the generation gap. On today's episode, Giuliani's jabbering, Iowa abortion law, and the new Iran deal? LeBron's game winner, Nintendo's online Switch, and Gambino's music video. And a look at mental health with a school counselor. And as always, I'll attempt to explain young people's stuff to Jay. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, Mac, give us that timestamp. All right, so we're recording this on Wednesday, May 9th at around 4.30 p.m. That's right. Are you ready for uh, the roll call question today, Mac? I'm ready. Okay, roll call question. This is a weird one. Which two historical figures would have made a good couple, and you get bonus points if you can come up with a really good ship name for them? Okay. Um, I don't have a ship name, so that's out. But my couple would be Rosie the Riveter and MLK. I don't think Rosie the Riveter was. Okay, yes, she, she was is. a cartoon. No, she was a real Okay, person. but there was a person that was in, like, the inspiration for the cartoon. All right. I researched it. Why would you, why would you pair those two together? Uh, they would be one of the most powerful couples of all time. How do you think Dr. King's wife would have felt about that? Okay, you did not make rules this. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> um, okay, so you don't have a ship name? I'm trying to come up with one for okay. that. Okay. Martiviter. <laughs> See, they all sound. They don't sound cool. I've tried. Cozy, King and Rosie. Boom, cozy. That's a good one. Okay, that's pretty good. That's dope. All right, uh, one I came up with: um, Neil Armstrong and Audrey Hepburn, and their ship name would be Armburn. Can you just come up with that one for the ship name. Just for the ship name, pretty much. Uh, and you know, space and acting. I feel like they were both filmed because we never landed on that moon. They both been filmed in studios. They would have gotten along. Okay. Do you think the moon's really made out of cheese or not? Um, no. <laughs> if it were, I'd take a big old bite. Depends on what kind of cheese, though. Do you want to start the show? <laughs> Um, yeah. All right, let's go to our first segment. Mac, what is it? All right, our first segment is news and politics. <coughs> news and politics. Um, read us that first story, Mac. All right, so our first story is on the new <coughs> Iowa abortion law. So um, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds signed one of the country's most restrictive abortion bills into law on Friday. Um, it's the heartbeat le- legislation, and it uh, oh my gosh, it bans abortions once a fetal heartbeat has been detected, which is at about six weeks. Um, exceptions are made in cases of rape, incest, or medical emergency. Um, Iowa has permitted most abortions up to 20 weeks, and critics of the new law say the six weeks deadline will prohibit abortions before women may even realize they're pregnant. Um. It's hard for me to fully form ideas on this because I am a guy and I feel like this is very much so a women's topic. But I do know maybe outlawing the abortion before they even know they're pregnant might be. Well, basically what they did is they just made all abortions illegal except for um, rape, incest, medical emergency. But, yeah, I mean, if you don't—a lot of people don't know they're pregnant before six weeks, so, I mean— yeah, basically they just made them all 
illegal. So, so do you think that this is unconstitutional then, or, or that this goes against Ro- Roe v. Wade and that would have to be overturned? This is this a Supreme Court case on the horizon? You think? Mm, no. Why not? Um, I don't know. I don't think it should be a federal. Uh, I don't think abortion should be a federal issue. Like legalizing them or the restriction put on them. State, I think it should be states. states. Yeah. So. You're all about them states' rights. Well, I mean, with abortion, I don't think that the like the whole country should have to um abide by the same yeah, fall underneath the same umbrella with abortion not everything but yeah okay um let's move on to that that next question uh, guys if you have comments on that story or thoughts or ideas uh send them in to us we'd love to hear them i would especially love to to read those ideas cuz again not really not really a, an issue that i can speak with any authority on as a me person Tell me about that Rudy Giuliani interview (laughs) sesh. All right. So um, recently, Rudy Giuliani Giuliani became the latest addition to President Trump's legal team. In the two and a half weeks since then, he has conducted several disastrous TV interviews um, from contradicting Trump's stance that he didn't know about the $130,000 payment to porn star Stormy Daniels to revealing that Michael Comey mm-hmm. was actually fired due to his Russia investigation. Um, and during one interview, he actually said, there's no question that the amount of government misconduct is accumulating. I happen to believe it's greater than anybody realizes. Can we just say that so. Trump, Trump has made excuses for him? Things like, oh, well, he's going to learn and he's going to get better. He's new. It's a new job. I think that excuse works. Um for like, I don't know, somebody at a drive through window when they mess up your order and you ordered the double bacon cheese and you end up with chicken nugs and the manager comes and they're like, I'm sorry, it's his first week. He'll learn. He'll get better. That tracks when you are one of the president of the United States lawyers. I don't think, yeah, that, I don't think that passes. No, yeah. no. And he yeah. kept, it's like every single interview he did on the circus of interviews that he, he went through. I don't know if he lost a bet and had to like reveal a secret that was previously not known or not, but he was just left and right saying the craziest things. Yeah. Um, saying, oh yeah, Trump paid back the $130,000 to, to, uh, Michael Cohen. Um, even though Trump previously had said on air force one that no, I did not pay back. I didn't know about the money or the transfer. I didn't pay him back directly. had no idea. So directly contradicted him on that. He just, I don't know, he's been digging holes, and Trump is still supporting him, which I think is kind of hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. I think Trump's like, man, that hole looks good. Is there room down there for more, Rudy? Rudy Jules? You think they have cute nicknames for each other? I bet they do. I hope not. Rudemeister, I bet that's what he calls them. And I think he calls maybe the president Trumpalumpagus. It's kind of like Snuffleupagus. It's a Sesame Street reference. Yeah, another funny thing, though, in one of his interviews, he literally said, I don't know how you sep- separate fact and opinion. Well, I mean, he's a lawyer, so... I mean, that's on brand, I feel like, for his message overall. So... <laughs> okay, uh, we do have one final story in news and politics. It's kind of a big one. 
um, that you probably have seen in the news. And I uh, just wanted to make sure and touch on it at least here. And it's uh, the, the new Iran deal and the United States pulling out of that. Mac, do you want to read us the, the little summary for us? Yeah. Uh, so Donald Trump has announced the U.S. will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal and enforce powerful sanctions against the country. The U.S. president said other countries doing business in Iran would could also be hit by sanctions. And any nation that helps Iran in its quest for nuclear weapons could be strongly sanctioned by the United States. Um, European officials have rushed to Washington over the last few weeks to convince Trump to stay in the agreement. That didn't really work out, though, because Trump did announce that they were pulling out of the agreement. Um, What does all that mean? Uh, Basically, the Iran nuclear agreement was this that until the year 2025, regular inspections and just very close tabs were being kept on Iran. And in return, Iran didn't have heavy sanctions on their country because they were complying with those those inspections and whatnot. By pulling out of this agreement, and Trump has always been, uh, has always said that this is the worst agreement, this is the you know, terrible deal that we had made. Um, but by pulling out, instead of that nuclear development happening 10 years from now, Iran can now start trying to develop nukes like tomorrow if they wanted, and they could if they do it well, like on the down low, then they could have a nuke much, much sooner. 10 is more than zero. So like zero <laughs> days or years is how much time Iran has to wait to develop a nuclear weapon right now since we pulled out of the deal. 10 is the number of years that we would have had to wait if we just stayed in and renegotiate when the time comes up. Um, what what other uh, ramifications would this have, Mac, on, I guess, just us pulling out of the deal in general other than, than being able to? Um, well, I mean, it, it could have, like, a global impact. It would strain Iran, Iran's already crisis-wracked economy. Um it would heighten tensions in the Middle East, obviously, and uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that could kind of lead to laying bare like the biggest transatlantic rift since basically the Iraq War. Um, it could be a big deal in destabilizing that area, um, which is kind of scary, and because it's already pretty destabilized. Yeah. Um, if something is shaky and not on solid footing, you don't go kick the chair out from underneath it. And I feel like that's kind of what we did, or we, at least we've escalated tensions there, which is not not the best. All this is making me nervous. All this talk about nukes and stuff. Can we can we just escape for a minute? Yeah. And go to the, go to the sounds inter- good. What, what's what's our next segment called, Mac? Go ahead. No, I'm gonna let you say it the whole thing this time. No, you're not. Okay, so our um, <laughs> our next segment is entertainment sound. You added a little extra this week. <laughs> Gotta add a little extra in. That's a little extra sauce on them chicken nuggets. What does that mean? <laughs> Nobody knows, but everybody loves it. <laughs> tell me about that. Tell me about. Hey, I know you like basketball. Tell me about them shooty hoops. They're back in the news. The basketball is back in the news. <laughs> Yeah, it always is. But, um, okay, so LeBron James. LeBron is, James. I saw an internet thing once. That's all I know about. Vine. Uh, internet thing is what it's called. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyways, he's my favorite player. But um. Anyways, so he banked in a floater. Um. At the, 
<laughs> that sounds like something you would say after coming out of the restroom and bragging to your friends. Hey, man, you should see this. I just banked in a floater. Okay, well. <laughs> okay. He had on the notes, James banked in a running one-hander, which in basketball terms is called a floater. So right. So that's why I changed it. You, oh, you didn't like my terminology? Well, I mean, no, it's just called a floater. He did a glass shot with one hand <laughs> while he was running. Yeah. A glass shot, a running one-handed glass shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can call it that. It's better than banking in a floater. Gross. <laughs> okay, I was just saying that's, <laughs> that's what it's called. Anyways, it gave the Cavs a... 105 to 103 win over Toronto on Saturday night in game three. And yeah, so it was pretty intense. I bet the I bet those Toronto players were like, what's that all about? Because they're from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible joke. <laughs> that was not a terrible joke. <laughs> you're a terrible joke. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah. How does a Raptor relate to Toronto? They just really like Jurassic Park, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Big Chris Pratt fans, I, I feel like. Well, everyone is. Yeah. How can you not love Star-Lord? Pew, pew! <laughs> All right, so LeBron James made a shot. Awesome. It was pretty awesome. I actually saw it, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, there were some quotes and stuff, people talking about it. Um, and let's see, one of the... Um, Okay, I think when he was talking about it, he was saying that, yeah, I've been doing that since I was like six, seven, or eight years old. Maybe even before that, there's a picture of me around uh, a little tyke's hoop with a saggy pampers on, doing it back then and way up until now at age 33. Um, Why didn't his parents change his diaper? Instead, they took a picture. That's my first question. And second question is, he can do that like since like baby age. That's crazy. How tall was LeBron well, as a baby? Five, six feet. Well, those goals aren't that tall. Oh. Oh, yeah. The little <laughs> Fisher Price toy. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like six or seven. So he was. Why was he getting pampers at six or seven? <laughs> Did LeBron have an incontinence problem? Was he wearing. Was he like, I'm LeBron James. I wear Japan's. I could see that being like, he wears them Nikes and also. <laughs> Gotta keep my bladder in check. Who knows when it'll go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that we're talking uh, about serious things <clears throat> in entertainment, tell me about that next one. All right. So. Uh, okay. It's Childish Gambino. I can't finish the rest of it because I don't know it. He's awesome. Anyways. Um, Childish Gambino. Uh, he released a new music video. Um, it's called This Is America, and, um, yeah, basically, it just has a lot of, um, references to black oppression and a lot of controversial issues, so, um, yeah, it was, it's four-minute song, um, it's a single-take music video. I actually, let me step in here, I watched it, like, three or four times last night, there are actually several different cuts, they're just pretty smooth cuts, there's one clear like clear cut right before he does the marijuana cigarette during the music break and mm-hmm. he throws the marijuana cigarette and then dances and there's a cut there okay well that's not a single take it's not music video 
but yeah, it has a lot of um, references in it about uh, race and gun violence, um, a lot of things that have been in the news lately. And so, yeah, it already has over 20 million views, and it's been talked about all over social media. So, Yeah, I really like Donald Glover in general. Yeah. Um, and in case you guys are wondering, um, yes, he is Danny Glover's father. Wait, no, Danny Glover is his father. <laughs> Danny Glover, no, he's not. <laughs> Angels in the outfield, like Danny Glover, is his dad. So <laughs> he also goes by the rap name Childish Gambino. He can sing, he can dance, he can act, he can do it all. And I've liked his music for a while. But this video is pretty crazy cool. Yeah. Um, emphasizing like how gun violence is just so intrinsically tied to rap music and a part of that culture that it's hard to separate the two mm-hmm. and that he almost kind of has comments on how stupid it is that artists and <clears throat> rappers and even, you know, kids, cause there's a lot of students in the video and like school kid outfits, um, care so much about guns being a part of that culture. Mm-hmm. And it's a dumb thing. Like that, that's a cool comment, I think. Yeah. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, it's a very, <clears throat> Yeah, disturbing go watch video. it. Very disturbing. But you should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. The, just to give you an idea on the opening, it starts off with the guy playing a guitar, kind of like this melodic, pretty thing. Then Daniel Glover kind of like dances. Uh, Daniel Daniel <laughs> Glover. It's a mixture of he and his father. <laughs> Donald Glover, childish Gambino, dances over and then takes a gun out of the back of his pants and shoots the guy in the head. Uh, and then he starts with the chorus of "This is America," and starts going off, and that's where like the melody stops and the rap beat kicks in mm-hmm. and it's very shocking and disturbing the first time you see it. And I think that's what it's intended to be. I, I cannot speak highly enough about how much depth there is in this one music video. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. You yeah. know, else I'm a big fan of Mac. Nintendo. How did you know? Is it cause I scrolled to it and pointed to it? Yeah. But I also know you just, yeah. I like Mario. I like Yoshi. He's my best friend. Um, Luigi, meh. And green's a cool color, but otherwise, you're just a cheap knockoff Mario. <laughs> just because you're brothers doesn't mean you can jump as good. You do a weird jump, Luigi. <laughs> this is not a visual medium, so no one can see what I just did. But trust me, it was accurate. <laughs> His little legs just flailing. Okay, so what's our new story? What's our big story about Nintendo? All right, so um, they switched online, and it's coming in September. No, 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 okay. Nintendo Switch <laughs> online. Nintendo Switch is I know. a thing. Okay, it's okay, It's not okay. going to have an online. Yes. Okay. That's what I meant. <laughs> right. So it's going to have an online service. Yeah. Tell me about it. Okay, so um, it's affordable. It's multi-featured paid service. Let's users enjoy online play for compatible Nintendo Nintendo Switch games access classic NES games with added online functionality, backup save data for most games, and use additional features for the Nintendo Switch Online smartphone app, uh, which will enhance the online experience. Uh, it'll be $20 a year or $4 a month. Um, yeah, and if you have more than one Nintendo Switch or you have multiples in your house, uh, $34 for a family for a year. That's pretty and cheap. That, yeah, $20. $4 a month. Yeah, but the, I mean, if you go to the twenty for the year, that's like yeah. I'm gonna, I, yeah, will not have any problem 
dropping that $20 bill. Um, yeah, my, I think my favorite thing that comes with this are the games that are included. Um, and I did have a list of them in my brain, but I'm going blank. Oh, my favorite one is the original Zelda. You'd play the original Zelda, all of the Super Mario Brothers. All of them are on there. You have access forever. It's like a, it's a library. It's not like once a month or whatever they come out. Um, by far the cheapest annual subscription to any game system like PlayStation or Xbox yearly. Uh, I think my PlayStation network is about 100 bucks a year. So, I mean, that's $80 cheaper. I yeah. did the math for you, Mac. Okay. I could have done that, but... I also like that we can back up and store stuff from, like, in basically the Nintendo cloud. Mm. And if I play on somebody else's Nintendo Switch and they have the same game I have but not my save data, I can log in and it downloads my, downloads my save data. It's really cool. Yeah. So I can play anywhere. Anytime I want to do big jumps with the Mario friends, I can do that, Mac. It's great. <laughs> Donkey Kong is my favorite game. Well, that's actually where Mario came from. Do you know his uh, initial Even name? Can you stop? Can you just stop for a second and listen to my question? Okay. Do you know, do you know <laughs> Mario's original name? No. Maybe it's time for us to bring in someone who is brilliant. Let's introduce our guest, Miss Amy Gorecki. She is school counselor. She is a wife of one of my best friends. She's also one of my best friends. She's awesome. What was Mario's original name? I don't know. <laughs> you thought you would know. I know, and I don't know. You disappoint me. I'm sorry. It was Jumpman. Yeah. I didn't know that. What? Awesome? Jumpman. Okay, well, I'm glad they changed it. To a guy who's got a mustache and is a plumber. I mean, Mario is a better name. It's kind of racist, though. It's like, uh, yeah, Mario and Luigi. They're kind of racist names, aren't they? Oh, boy, those Italians. <laughs> Always plumbing, making pasta. Mamma mia, jump on a mushroom. You don't really jump on the mushrooms. You eat the mushrooms. <gasps> Mario, he's just a fun guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and tell the folks at home uh, what our main topic is, Mac. What's our main topic this week that we're interviewing Amy Gorecki about? All right, our main topic is mental health. That's right. Um, we want to kind of transition to this. Um, we threw in that, that Nintendo story, but we're going to transition from the Gambino thing because it does talk a lot about um, gun violence. And whenever gun violence is brought up in this country, uh, whenever there's a mass shooting or a shooting of any kind, there's one camp of people that wants reform um, on gun laws and changes in that that kind of arena. And then there's one group of people uh, that will often shout out that it, it is not a gun problem, it's a mental health problem. So we thought it would be cool to do a deep dive on the topic of mental health. Um, so we're not going to focus on mental health in terms of how it relates to gun violence. We are going to talk about the current state of mental health in the United States. So, Amy... From your point of view, what is the current state of mental health care in the U.S.? Better than it's ever been, but it could be better. Um, the Affordable Care Act in 2008 brought about the 
Mental Health Parity and Addiction Equality Act. And that's where a lot of the fundamental changes to um, access to mental health um, came about. Because before, you couldn't use insurance pretty much at all for anything. So instead of paying a copay of like $25, like you do when you go to your doctor, you're paying $100 for a therapy session. And most people typically do therapy every other week. Some people need it once a week. So with this Mental Health Act, um, if an insurance company offers mental health, they don't have to, but if they choose to, they have to treat it exactly like they would any other medical issue. They have to charge the same copays. There used to be separate deductibles. Now, there's if you any, if you have a mental health um, issue that you get treated, it goes towards your standard deductible. There's only one now. Okay, does that go towards like the in network and out of network? How that, does that play? That's another issue. So, most uh, therapists, psychiatrists, they choose not to enter into a contract with insurance companies. Uh, so that makes them out of network, even if they're down the street from you and the, your doctor's office is next door and they're in network. The reason mental health um, people don't enter into a contract with the insurance company to be included in the in network is because typically they get paid 50% less than medical doctors. Why? There, I Aren't could, they also medical doctors? Of- right. It's because they're still in the insurance eyes. They're treating them as two separate uh, departments. And that's not right, obviously, but there's no law forcing them to pay the same amount that they pay to a medical doctor as they do to a mental health professional. And again, they don't have to even offer mental health on their insurance plans. They can choose not to and bypass all of it. Well, hooray, good job, health insurance. <laughs> right. It sounds super. Now, how many, okay, insurance companies can choose to opt out, you said, yeah, and not can. include it. Mm-hmm. How, how rare or how common is that for them I, to opt out of it? I couldn't find any statistics on it, but I don't think it's very common. I think if you have one of the bigger name insurance companies, um, like I'll use Blue Cross or Cigna as an example, they tend to have it because they have so many people in their plans. But if you were on a smaller plan, which I don't know the names of any of those insurance companies, they probably wouldn't for to help their own costs and keep the money in their pocket. Okay. Um, how do people, I guess, Mac, do you have a question? Um, so... You're talking about before about accessing and finding. How does somebody find? A- yeah. So, how does someone find a therapist? Well, if they have in network, because just like if you needed um, an orthopedic surgeon, you could look. A lot of insurance companies have where you can go on their website and search. You can do that, but sometimes their websites aren't very. Um, they're not, they're not easy to navigate. So one of the best ways to find somebody is if you're having uh, an issue that you want to talk to about, go to your medical doctor um, and talk to them about it. That's one of the best things to do is to be completely honest because they can start you on the road to where you need to go because not all mental health professionals do the same thing. Like if it's a substance abuse, you want somebody who is 
specializes in substance abuse. And if it's another issue, you uh, would want to go to somebody else who specializes, if at all possible. Another thing is the internet is wonderful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I, know. I love it. Um, How do you, do you like the internet? I mean, I guess, yeah. It's pretty yeah. useful. It's fun. That's would be my first thought. And right, is to, to just look. You can up. put in mental health professional or um, help with anxiety. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Good job. <laughs> Excuse me. I happen to have resources with me that I like because Ooh. they are easier to navigate. They have links to where you can use. For example, Mental Health America, they have actually screening tools on their website. And if you're worried about, you know, things that you're going through, you can answer all these questions and it can kind of give you a good idea. They also have... Uh, this is like, okay, does, are there people on the other end? Like, answering? No, this is, it's it's like you're filling out a form and it, and it based on what Interact. you tell so, it. Yeah, WebMD, so... Basically. <laughs> it's like, it's WebMD, but for your mind. Yeah. Right, but it asks you more in-depth yeah. questions other than just telling you Hopefully. you have cancer. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> or your doctor. You have, you have thought cancer. You should already be dead. Exactly. You should already be dead because yeah. your thoughts are dirty. <laughs> not, not dirty. <laughs> I didn't mean dirty thoughts. Your thoughts are bad, bad. ones. That makes it still sound the same. You know what I mean, people. So Go to that spot. They also have information about local support groups. You just put in your zip code. And then they also have an interactive tool to help you find a, a, mental, a mental health professional in your area. So that's mentalhealthamerica.net backslash, backslash finding-help. But you can also just go to mentalhealthamerica.net uh, and navigate through there. Yeah, because that seems like a lot. That seems like a lot, but I wanted to put it out there. But, you know, Mental Health America. All right. Um, okay, the cost of finding a therapist and accessing a therapist if your insurance doesn't cover it, what, what are we Typic- looking at? Typically, it varies some of them, some will have a sliding scale, and you just talk to them about how much you make. But typically, it can be $100 or more for a session that's not covered by insurance. And with, even if it is covered by insurance, usually 10 to 20 sessions in, the insurance company wants to evaluate if the therapy is medically necessary. And they can cut you off. They can do the same things with uh, physical therapy. But not sure which happens more often, but I know which one is more expensive. <laughs> and But if there is a licensed therapist or a psychiatrist who says, no, this is necessary, the insurance company cannot go against. It's like going against the doctor's orders. They can't do so that. So they've got like a Trump card there. Yes, they do. Speaking of Trump, Jesus. what changes has uh, President Donald Jehoshaphat Trump I don't really know what the J stands for. I don't it's either. Like Jordan. It's probably some basic. Something basic. John, probably. What if his middle name Jay. was Jewish? <laughs> Donald Jewish Trump. That I would be weird. I think he would get rid of that. Well, oh, gosh. That was dark, that joke. Sorry. He would, I mean, no. It's not like it was, his middle name is <laughs> foreigner. <laughs> You'd get rid of that. True. Sure. Uh, what if his middle name was Jumpman? <laughs> I bet that's what it is. Oh, that would ruin Mario. Oh, well, that's why he had to change it to Mario. He was like, well, can't do Jumpman anymore. Stole it. This guy <laughs> stole it. So, 
<laughs> so how did Trump change the game? There are a lot of... Per- I, I don't think a lot of this has gone into effect yet, it, and this comes with dismantling the Ameri- Affordable Care Act. So it's some good and some bad. It's one thing is like one step forward, then one step back. So one thing he did that is good, they're allocating $10 billion over the next five years for resources to fight the opioid epidemic, which is... Really bad. I think one of the worst states is uh, West Virginia. But so one th- to balance that, uh, he reduced Medicaid by $1.4 trillion and Medicare by $550 billion and Social Security disability insurance by $10 billion over the next 10 years. And Medicare and Medicaid um, have 40% of their clients are on are you receiving some kind of mental health service? They're the largest provider of mental health services in our country. Huh. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yes, I did not know that until I was researching because I wasn't sure what had changed under Trump, and I wanted to find that out. And so I found that's how I found out about the Medicare. So I thought that was interesting. The more you know, exactly. So here's another step forward: fifteen billion for a new assertive community treatment that'll treat people with serious mental illnesses. Not sure what they're considering serious, but it's probably things like schizophrenia, things that are which chronic. affects only like one percent of the population. That's right? most in that's most mental health or uh, sorry, like mental health issues. They're usually one percent. Well, three percent, two to three percent is. Um, uh, bipolar disorder, right? Mm-hmm. Typically, and that's why I said not all of them, but a lot of them are just one percent of the population. What about things like ADHD? I don't know the the statistics on that one because um, I've just never looked it up. We just deal with it at the school level, and that one probably is something that is overdiagnosed. Like for example, when I was five, they tried to diagnose me with ADHD. I do not have ADHD. Why did you say so? Why are you saying it so? Like I don't because I do I'm, not have. This irritates me. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, listeners. If you did not know, I, Donald Jumpman Lassiter, <laughs> I, I J Lassiter, have ADHD. Hi, Donald J Lassiter. <laughs> Just murder the table there. Wow, you really, this is kind of like a knee slapper, but a table murder there you just did. Sorry. ADHD, shiny things and loud noises distract me. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Who are you? Tickle fight. <laughs> I didn't actually tickle her. Mikey, Mikey, I didn't. <laughs> That'd be weird. And Very weird. You'd he, punch me. I would tickle Mikey. It's happened. Tickle fights are regular thing at guys' night. <laughs> Boys' night. All right, so tell me about tell me about the access that has now been given. Or, or, are there access and resources for like younger children? Yes. Um, surprise, surprise! Another problem. Oh. The a lot of times, if you do find a therapist that sounds good to you or a psychiatrist, I keep saying therapist, but when I say therapist, I mean all mental health professionals. I use it. I don't know why I say that. But anyways, the if you find one, like a lot Dr. Of, Jeremy Goodfields, right, would be a good one. He sounds good to yes. me. Dr. So Jeremy Goodfields. You call Dr. Jeremy Goodfields, and he tells you that he's not accepting new patients. I'd say Dr. Jeremy Goodfields. Why? Because I have too many, and I can't service them all properly. Cannot give them the help they need. Well, who am I going to go to? They'll probably give you a referral to... um, 
Dr. Larry bad feels. Right. <laughs> so the that is, the, with adolescents, that's the hardest thing, is to find somebody who is accepting new patients. I don't, I rarely have any patients. It's part of the ADHD, I yeah. think. That's a good one, right? Yes. I nailed it. You did. All right. One thing I do, uh, two more things I want to, I want to hit on and I'll let you answer in whichever order you want, but okay. I want to talk about the stigma of mental health in the U S mm-hmm. that kind of surrounds it. And two, um, incarceration yes. versus mental health help, like that whole world. So okay. which one? So I'll just start with stigma. So it's nice that a lot of celebrities are coming out and talking about mental health and the things that they have experienced. Like Kanye West coming out on Twitter the other day and showing everyone that he has mental health issues. No. Uh, one of the biggest people would be Will Wheaton. He is amazing. He speaks a lot. He just He's either going to speak or he just spoke somewhere, and I read his speech, and it is excellent. Like He's very open and honest, which he has stated that took him a long time to be able to do that. But it's just wonderful to... What does he talk about? He talks about, um, like, he has anxiety. He has panic attacks. And he talks— Leslie Crusher? From Star Trek. Yes. Has anxiety? He talked about when he was on the set of Star Trek and how he would get anxious and he'd mess up his lines. And, you know, directors—even in, like, when he did Stand By Me, they would um, get—am I— I don't know. That might be the wrong movie, but I in one of the movies, Culkin, right? one of the movies that he did, he talked about how he would get anxious and mess up his lines, and directors would get mad at him, talk to his parents about how he's just messing up. And he even talked to his family about it, and he doesn't blame his family, but he talked about how they just didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know what to do about it, and that's very typical: is to either just ignore it. Or to explain it away, and then no one gets help. And then they don't get help until they're older, where you have to basically unlearn all of these probably bad coping skills that you learned because you had to figure it out on your own as a child on how to figure out how to deal with your anxiety or deal with ADHD or whatever it is that you're experiencing. And so that's nice to get rid of the stigma. But also, it's one of those things where... Almost everybody either is struggling with a mental illness or they know somebody who is. So it's just one of those things you just, you don't have to tell everybody what you're going through, but don't be afraid to talk to a professional or to talk to a close friend and being like, I need help. Can you help me? Yeah. I think there are some things that are more acceptable socially. Yes. Like ADHD. Correct. Nobody's going to yeah look at me funny with that one. They'll be like, right. oh, well, Some people clearly. probably wouldn't even think of that as a, as being in the DSM guide <laughs> as being a mental illness. Yeah. And, yeah. But then you say like, Oh, I struggle with depression and that has a, a more serious connotation. Right. Yeah. Or they don't take you seriously. I right. think that is probably one of the biggest problems is people not wanting to talk about it to anyone right. and they just keep it in. And especially I feel like, with teenagers, I think that's a big problem right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I know uh, being a teenager, uh, what a lot of us are, like, going through, and I know, like, it's hard to admit that you're going through anything. Right. So, And that's why one thing is excellent is my job. Because um, even though I don't, as a, as a school counselor, you don't provide um, therapy. Like, I'm going to see you every Tuesday at 9. That's where, if that's something that you needed... And I recognize that as a school counselor, I know I can either refer you to, we have 
the school therapist, or if that doesn't work out because of insurance, because that's a, a big issue, I have a list of referrals that I can give to parents. And that's one reason why, I mean, our job has changed. We went from guidance counselor, now we're school counselor. And the reason for that change is because our job changed. We went from, you know, having a little tiny closet of an office and um, just doing classes to... Now you do just testing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a problem and it needs to be changed. But when I'm not in charge of month-long testing, I love meeting with students individually, which is why I work at a middle school. Because middle school, they're elementary... They're the weirdest. Yes, they're the weirdest. But middle school, elementary, and high school counselors all have different jobs. And as a middle school counselor, you get to see kids more. You get to see individuals more. Yeah, but don't... I mean, that's like when body odor is the worst. Yeah, you have to have the stinky talk sometimes. This, but do you call it the stinky talk? We call talk? it the stinky talk. Right. Do you still... You're like, hey, listen here, Billy. We need to have the stinky talk. No, we don't call... We don't say it to them. All we right. just kind of say I'm going to be Billy, all right? And you you bring me... I, I'm, I've got a real, a real stinker, all right? I'm just freaking up all the classes. They're, I'm wondering why all my teachers are investing so much in Glade plugins. <laughs> And that you brought me into your office, and I'm sitting down. Oh, hi there, Miss Karaki. Oh, <laughs> I can't take you seriously. All right, all right fine. I'll get do out a, and shower. I'll do a more. I'll do a more serious voice. Uh, Miss Karaki, hello. What? What did you bring me in here for, Mum? <laughs> what, Mum? I'm British. <laughs> well, because you're a grown man, I'm going to tell you to get out and take a shower. No, I'm maybe I'm role clothes. playing. Will you just play in the space with me? I've created this space for us. All right, maybe if I'm a girl. All right, my name's Jenny Stink Butt. Oh my god. Hi. What do you want? What do you want with me? I'm Jenny Stink Butt. Get out. That's what I would say. You are bad <laughs> at this job. I feel like. I feel like the stinky talk is not going well. I guess that's your fault. Mm-hmm, it now is. These kids are just going to leave, and your room smells and bad. Smell bad. Mm-hmm. And that's your. And then it's back to your room where it smells bad. Well, that's sounds like not my problem. That's why I had my nose removed. <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any noses or n- nostrils. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> moving on to incarceration. So <laughs> I'm just going to cut you off. Good. So we jail our citizens more than any other first world country does. And a lot of times, it depends on where you look for um, statistics, but 30 to 40% of people who are incarcerated, either jail or prison, have a diagnosable mental illness. Like severe, serious? Not severe, but some kind of mental illness. I mean... That's causing them to be... Yeah, that's probably the reason why they're doing the things they are and they're not getting help. Because a lot of people who have a serious mental illness, they can go a year without seeing anybody due to they don't know where to go or they don't have the money because they don't have insurance or whatever the story is. Or they just think that they're fine and they don't need any help, which happens but then they do a big, like... Then they do a bad thing. Then they do a big bad thing. Right. And, and pokey. just to touch on the gun violence for one second, okay. a lot of people who have a mental illness, they are typically more likely to be the victim of violence than to be the perpetrator of violence. Huh. Why is Not, that such a common trope than used when the gun debate does come up? Because I think that some of the people who have done these mass shootings do have a mental illness. But not all, and not all are going to commit murder. 
<clears throat> so that's why I think that. The, so going with the incarceration, if people could get more help uh, when they get arrested for something, I don't, I mean, if you get arrested for a big thing, you need to be charged with it. Maybe you need to go to a mental health facility first and then to jail so you can get some help. But there is an example, like in Nashville, they are expanding the Davidson County Jail. They're putting in more cells, but they're also including a behavioral health facility, and it's the first in the country. That's cool. The sheriff, um, I forget his name. It's Dan something. Picklebreath. Okay, Dan Picklebreath. He said that at least 30% of the people in the Davidson County Jail have a mental illness. And he gave the example of there was a guy who ran through the Nashville airport naked. He did that twice. Okay, listen. After the first time, they gave me just a warning. What was I supposed to do? Not do it again? <laughs> right. And then there's another guy. I'm who, so free. <laughs> he probably did. He did. And then there's an exa- another story of a guy who had climbed a sign on the interstate and stopped traffic for hours. By Both climbing those, a sign? He probably was threatening suicide. Oh. It did not say that, but that's what I took it as. Or he was, I mean, he could have he could have been on an overpass and on the sign there. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what my guess was. It didn't go into detail. So this is two examples of people who obviously need help. Oh. And putting them in jail is not going to fix it. The same thing with people who are who use substances because that's another thing with if they are going to be a perpetrator of violence, it probably includes some kind of substance abuse or they're high on something. And they are turning to these substances because self-medication. They, a lot yeah. of it is self-medication um, with a mental illness. That's why it's hard when somebody does get help and they have a substance abuse um, that they end up, us- they end up with a dual diagnosis of substance abuse and schizophrenia. Because they're using the whatever the substance was to help with their symptoms of schizophrenia. Huh. And that's just exacerbating the problem. Exactly. It probably it makes them, like, from what I understand, feel better. But then there are other side effects of, you know, using hard drugs. Or also murdering. And murdering, yeah. Because don't do, don't do a murder at people, guys. Don't, right. Don't do that. That's a message <clears throat> we, st- we stand behind, Mac and I. Yeah. Don't do a murder. Should be your new tagline. Don't do a murder. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Don't do a murder. (laughs) We stand by that. Um, Anything else you want to add right here at the the tail end of your awesome and very informative interview? Like, good job. Just, I think that it's important to not be afraid to talk to either a doctor or somebody you care about, um, about what you're going through and to seek out help if you need it, because it's only going to get worse. Okay, so things are only going to get worse in your life. That's the message <laughs> from... Yep, that's my message. That's my tagline. It's only going to get worse from here. That's your, that's your personal tagline in yep. life? <laughs> Hi, I'm Amy. It's only going to get worse from here. <laughs> and actually being your friend for, himself for like several years, I can, I can say that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> just going straight downhill. I'm joking. Yet you're still here. I know, right? Maybe I need to see a professional. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having you me. Did I'm a glad great you guys job. talked about this. Well, yeah, it was an important thing. My tummy <laughs> did it again. My tummy's just a big growling boy. Let's move on to our final little segment before we close. It's time for the weekend awesome. Mac, mm-hmm. would you like to go first? Yeah, I actually have two. Okay. Oh, you got two. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Well, one, 
happened today. I actually got certified in basic life support, so I'm certified to give CPR to infants, children, and adults. So That's good. I mean, I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then also Friday was my last day of high school, so I'm, I'm on summer break. Yeah. What What are you doing with your days now? I bet the first one you were like, yeah, I got to sleep in, and then like noon rolled around and you're like, what do I do? No, literally every day, I guess just because I'm used to it, I've woken up before 7.45, so I haven't really slept in yet. Every day you're hustling then. Yeah. Is that, I don't know, that's a rap thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. More time for chilling with your homegirls. Yeah. And Mm homeboys and whatnot and doing dance moves like the Nene and Whip. Mm. No? Mm, Not anymore. No? Mm -mm. Okay. But, yeah, more time to just hang out and not have to worry about anything, so. Yeah. That's kind of of my everyday. (laughs) I just chill and don't worry about stuff, you know? Hey, game represent. Hey, game recognize game. I see you. I see you, girl. Okay. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I told you that my ADHD meds have worn off. Oh, it's back on topic. I did a good thing. <laughs> Except for we're not in that segment anymore. We're in Wicked Awesome. Anything else you want to add about your, your mm. big day? Max big day at school. It's like a kid's book. Um. Max big day. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could add that, um, which I think this might relate to your weekend awesome, but it is Teacher Appreciation Week. <sighs> and, uh, well, you're going to actually talk about being a teacher and, you know, but I gave one of my teachers, I wrote her in a letter, so I felt, I don't know, she appreciated it. <laughs> so that was kind of awesome. She appreciated you appreciating her. Yeah. That seems very cyclical. The appreciation circle. It's like the circle yeah. of life. <laughs> I appreciate you, Miss Nirvana. Is your teacher's name Miss Nirvana? Weird. <laughs> my, my teacher's name, I don't have a teacher anymore other than my summer basketball uh, camp counselor, uh, Professor Jeremy Buckets. Mm-hmm. He teaches me how to do the big dunks. <laughs> okay, so what's your this weekend awesome? <laughs> I should send him a card today. Because it's Teacher Appreciation Week. Uh, I got notes this year, and we actually got, like, stuff in our mailbox. And in years past, I don't know whether I've just, like, missed it or not looked for it, but I've never really gotten stuff before. And this year I got stuff. I didn't like you. One of my favorite years ever, though, there was the barbecue place in town. Literally called the barbecue place. Brought in. Oh, yeah, that's right. Gorecki, I'm glad you're still here. Um, We're not going to mention any names, though, okay? But I think you might remember this event. Do you remember this event? I do. Yeah? Okay. The piggy pie event? Yes. Piggy pudding. Piggy pudding. Piggy pudding. Somebody brought in piggy pudding for all the teachers. And the front office group at the time uh, had stowed away the piggy pudding and was going to take it home and disperse it, I guess, amongst their family members. And it was not going to get to the teachers until one teacher bravely sussed out what was going on and then loudly yelled in the office for about 30 minutes about, they took our pretty pudding! And then Ms. Mr. Apple, our principal at the time, was like, this conversation's over, and started to close his door. And she stuck her foot in the door and said, no, this conversation's not over. Piggy pudding. And there was a big thing. 
and it, it was, in retrospect, hilarious. At the time, also hilarious. <laughs> but I never got any of that piggy pudding. It did not either. What do you think's in a piggy pudding? I don't know. It sounds gross, so I didn't care. It's good. It's, it's pretty good. good. What, what's but in it? But you don't like chocolate, so it's probably, you probably wouldn't like it. Is it chocolate and barbecue? No, there's not barbecue in it. Why would you call it a piggy? It's a dessert. I think it's a play okay. on the name, it's a but play, it's actually, yeah, I think it's called barb- figgy pudding or something. I don't know. The yeah, piggy yeah. pudding's not the real name. They, it was a oh, play so like, Oh, so it's like, bring me the figgy pudding. Something yeah, like the, kind of. So it's figgy pudding. Yeah. I just, the name put me off to it, so when someone told me about it, I was it's like, pretty good, don't though, care. But you wouldn't, I don't think you would like it if you didn't like chocolate. So. Well, I don't, so let's just move on. So it's excited. okay that you didn't get any. All right, fine. You know, it's also okay... It's okay that Amy joined us today. Thank you. It's time to finish the show. You've upset me with the dessert I can't have. Let's move to the closing and the end of the thank yous. Amy Grecky. Oh, you're my you're my home girl, and your your husband's my home boy, tickle fight partner. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Thanks for having me. It's a good podcast. Yeah. Uh, Who else do we want to thank? All right. Thanks to Anglewood on SoundCloud for the use of our theme song. Uh, thank you to Jason Hill for the use of our podcast cover art. And for production, we have Joe Swafford for audio engineering. Uh, also, guys, on those social medias, Twitter. At speaking underscore Jen. Facebook. Generationally speaking. Instagram. Generationally dot speaking. Email. Speaking.gen at gmail.com. And website. <laughs> <laughs> wordsmithshows.com thanks to Amadeus and Mary Nunley oh, Amadeus and Mary Nunley awesome father and, father and mother duo I was about to say <laughs> mother and son duo awesome uh, but I think I'm going to start doing that every time we talk about our website okay <laughs> just the the air horn is pretty dope right Sure. All right, guys, just a reminder. <laughs> please send us any topic suggestions, questions, concerns, maybe just, you know, a hello. Yeah, you can email us or DM us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Um, send in topic suggestions. We really like to hear those and use them. Um, also, make sure you subscribe and leave good reviews on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, everything that we're Wherever on. you get your podcast, guys. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. And thanks for listening to Generationally Speaking. We hope you all enjoyed it. And remember, folks, as always, the youths are people, too. (laughs) You're not a ninja. I'll fight you. You will fight me, and you will do my shoulder harm. All right. You guys ready? Okay. Let's go ahead and get started.